Nika Costa, as always, starts the show. Chad Hartman, Dave Harrigan, News Talk 830 WCCO. We mentioned with Rusty the news that Representative Craig was assaulted, um, suffered bruising, and they don't believe this is politically motivated. Uh, and she's thankful to the D.C. Metropolitan Police for what took place this morning. If any further information comes out, we will certainly pass that along to you. We have the vice president of the United States heading to St. Cloud. Kamala Harris is heading there to tout electric vehicle investments in the city. And I did not realize until I read the trip story, how St. Claude, just reading from this story, has emerged as a leader in renewable energy last decade. The city's wastewater treatment plant is using waste from local food and beer manufacturers to create energy uh, and fertilizer. And last year, the wastewater facility was set to become the first in the world to produce hydrogen fuel and oxygen on site. Mayor Kleiss also sets the ambitious environmental goals for the city. Nearly a decade ago, he pushed for the municipality to be carbon neutral by 2030. Not taking into account the city's hydro dam, the city met the goal in 2020. I, did you have any idea at St. Cloud? Was this uh, progressive and this successful in that I did not. Kudos to the Granite City. Yes, correct. So let's talk about evaluating vice presidents and how we do that and who was the last (laughs) it's not possible now because you know i got my team you got your team i got my team you got your team that's that's the world you know if if you have just the honesty just to praise or call out you know it doesn't matter that you've had her and so what about this time what about that time even though you may have said it but can we think of a last vice president who was viewed as so effective, and in this case it's he every time, but Vice President Harris, that there was a fair amount of praise for him across party lines. So uh, I'd love to have you chime in. Cities one talk and text line, 651-461-9226. I've said this before, I'll say it again. About a decade ago, seeing stories about then Attorney General of California, Harris, I was impressed. Seemed to be someone who was a center-left person, wasn't afraid to be tough on criminals, didn't fit into a stereotype as more of a further-left Democrat, and received some respect from Republicans, and I thought, Here we go. She's going to be a factor. She becomes senator. She's going to be an even bigger factor. I remember thinking at the end of uh, the Trump, well, middle of Trump's first term, I I think I said it here. She's going to be the next president of the United States. And when she had that first really good debate, we took a picture of me putting ice on my shoulder and saying I was (laughs) – I was patting myself on the back so much. My shoulder hurts. That was her last moment of success. Her campaign after that, let's just be blunt, was a disaster. She didn't make it to Iowa. 
And when she does her interviews, I think they're often one of the greatest word salads. She laughs in odd spots, doesn't address issues. And it's not an easy position. Listen, you're the second in line to be the most powerful person on the planet, so automatically it's a difficult job. But when you're the vice president and you have your own views and then you got to fit them in, the president, that's not easy. I just think with answers, she... I just left, leave myself shaking my head almost all the time I hear an interview. Like, what? What? Give a direct answer. And she's been given some daunting responsibilities, you know, the border. But again, in the infamous Lester Holt interview last year, she was terrible. I mean, you know, I'll get there at some point or just all the answers. She's been given a few other Difficult assignments, but okay, let's go back to Pence. Pence's main responsibility seemed to be to stand off to the side of Trump and to look at him as if he was the second coming. He just had that that look of, I couldn't be more proud. And a lot of times Trump was just being Trump and saying things that, you know, Mike Pence would never even think about saying. But he just had that look, permanently epoxy to his face. <laughs> kind of like the hair on his head. Yes. Just permanent epoxy. Yes. It was just right there. <clears throat> even when the uh, the bug was on his hair <laughs> right, during the, the debate. No idea. Nothing phased him. No. Nothing phased him. But it seemed like he further helped Trump with the evangelicals, right? Because Mike Pence is very outspoken in his faith. He has appeared many times in front of faith leaders, not just in Indiana, but across the country. And Trump was already doing well in that area. But it helped even more. It's not like he needed Pence to win Indiana. Then you get to Biden. You know, Biden seemed to have a definitive role with the stimulus, right? And seemed to have a definitive role in the Senate, like as as a conduit. When Obama too often, I thought, kind of tried to fly over D.C. You know, kind of like, well, that's just easy. And you'd say, uh, hello, you're, you're the president of the United <laughs> States. It's not like you can't just completely detach yourself. You know, this isn't like uh, Sydney, Australia, you're coming. Yeah, that's just Australia. Obama, to me, that was <laughs> he had a funny line about it. What a lot of people have said, why aren't you more involved? And he said, you spent time with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But it seemed like, you know, Biden might be a VP who, because he'd worked bipartisan as a senator in some parts and seemed to be have a role, seemed to have a role on him even. Him and McConnell worked together. That's when Lindsey Graham did the video, right? If you don't love Joe Biden, there's something wrong with you. He had the reputation of a deal maker. Deal maker. So maybe Biden might be the one. Cheney. Cheney was masterful, and let's not forget, he was the one who was in charge of screening candidates 
to help select W's VP. And he finishes up and says, George, I got your guy. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking at him. And, I mean, is he the most powerful vice president we've had in decades and decades and decades? I think a lot of the left, as far as voters out there, viewed him as the guy who was running the show, right? Right. Unfairly, I think, but... I think one rep. I think I'll, I will always wonder since since W was reasonably bipartisan as the governor of Texas. That and obviously nine eleven not happening has way bigger ramifications than this. But if Bush picks someone who did not want payback. For, for the Iraq war, like W and Rumsfeld and Wolfowitz all did. They all still were seemingly mad that previous President Bush hadn't killed Saddam Hussein. And we're just so naive in how we're going to be greeted by liberators, greeted as liberators in, in Iraq. What kind of presidency Bush would have had if it wasn't just driven by the neocons? You know, Gore seemingly was elevated by Clinton. You know, it's kind of a generational pick. President Bush had Dan Quayle. Quayle got mocked a lot. <laughs> yes, he did. Right? Probably the most mocked from his debut to spelling potato <laughs> to the Lloyd Benson. I know Jack Kennedy. You're no Jack Kennedy. <laughs> President Bush, when he was Reagan's vice president, incredibly accomplished, war hero, ran the Republican Party, CIA, ambassador to China. But he really didn't seem to fit in with the Reagans, right? So do we really know how we evaluate a vice president? And should there be more defined roles as opposed to go to St. Cloud Go on the road, go to funerals, and have that phone ready in case 80-year-old Joe, something happens. It's a powerful position without a lot of power. Yeah. Unless they really define roles. Like, Mm -hmm. they gave Biden some defined roles, and Cheney just grabbed up a lot of power himself. (laughs) Well, yes. Right? You know, so how do you evaluate a vice president? Should we – I don't know. I mean – Normally the biggest name for the VP is two nights ago when you're sitting there and you just and you get a lot of leg work. You gotta stand up a lot. You're doing your squats. You gotta be in shape. No question about that. Gotta be in shape to be the VP. It helps. It absolutely helps. So I mean, do we get excited when they like if you were in St. Cloud and and you saw the VP, I think that probably would be something, I guess. With a photograph. Right? Sure. Yeah. Probably means Morty if you're a Democrat, obviously, than if it was your Republican and it was, you know, Mike Pence out there. But are we fair in how we evaluate a vice president? Because most of the time we pay really no attention to him. And a lot of times, I mean, honestly, Pence, we paid no attention. And Kamala, we're not paying a lot of attention to. Joe actually had a role. And maybe some of which Joe had just been around so long. 
and then he was going to go away and live this great life, and he's and he's addicted like all these mm-hmm. guys. Are. They, they they love the power. Let me know what you think. Cities one talk and text line six five one four six one nine two two six. All right, I. You told me the theme. I would have picked it up. It's all Dean Martin. It's not all Dean Martin. Oh. No, sorry. It is National Pizza Day. Mm-hmm. I did go to a pizza place today. I'm not, it's a pizza place I normally like. I didn't like it. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to say the place. I'm not because normally it's pretty good. Did you order something out of your comfort zone? Something uh-uh. different? No, no, no. Really? This yeah. is disheartening. Yeah, disheartening. A national pizza day of all days. Yes, yes. Every song you hear will be pizza adjacent. Pizza? They're not going to be. They're not going to hit you directly in the face like that's amore. But you may have to think a little bit. How does this relate to pizza? But they all relate to pizza. Can we have a prominent entertainer right now? And most of his bit is he's drunk. Is that what Dean Dean Martin just? Decided to completely embrace the complete goofball. <laughs> Falling down, being a drunk. We've got Carter's guy, uh, Foster Brooks from that era also. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. And he just acted like a drunk all the time. But, I mean, you see Dean with the Rat Pack. There's Frank looking great. There's Sammy as talented as any. And then there's Dean, who just is acting like a dope, who's too drunk to know what's going on. He continues to play the dope, and then also when he sings, he's got this great voice. Yeah. Can you just be the 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 lush hmm. now? You might be able to pull off being the lush, but I think that's being a little that's a little different than being the drunk. Yeah, I think we've probably. Taking alcoholism a little bit more seriously yeah. in the last decade or two. Right. I don't know if that shtick will fly I, with America anymore. I'm a little skeptical also. I Maybe I need to read more about Dean and what he thought of that. I think there was a documentary the last couple of years about Dean. I'd be curious. All right, we're talking how do we evaluate a vice president, right? So let's look at a lot of your texts here. Plenty coming in. Thank you to uh, Cities One. For sponsoring the talk and text line, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. For me, vice president's evaluation will be determined by how much influence they had on policy the president wanted. I'd have to agree on your assessment, Mr. Cheney, at being the top of the list for that. Added that I would hope they would prove suitable if they uh, became president. Well, that should be the, the number one thing. But we were talking about this with Brad during the break. More often than not, you know what it is? Can you win me a state? But when's the last time that's happened? Joe Biden wasn't going to lose California. Mm-hmm. Don Trump wasn't going to lose Indiana. Barack Obama really wasn't worried about Delaware. No, but I think but, it's more than just a state. But I'm saying, but what a lot of time I'm just saying about that state too. Mm-hmm. W didn't need Texas. Uh, Clinton, it was like the youth thing with Al Gore, Dan Quayle in Indiana. You know. Well, I mean, 
John McCain didn't pick Sarah Palin to win Alaska. No. You know, same reason I don't think Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris to win California. You know, they picked women because they wanted the women vote. Joe Biden picks Kamala Harris not only because he gets can check off women, he can check off African American. Oh yeah, I mean she she checks a lot of boxes. Yes, John McCain picked Sarah Palin because um, he was running at, at the time. Obama was this phenomenon, right? And I mean he's getting seventy, eighty thousand people. And as much respect as I have for McCain, that. Race, he was dead in the water and needed something, a spark. And he had picking someone, as we would find out, was completely and totally unqualified. That's your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and if you go back and watch any of those interviews, you will agree <laughs> with my opinion. I mean, she gave a f- fabulous speech here, you know. And then we found out there really was nothing there. And lost McCain the idea of, hey, I've got gravitas. I've got experience. McCain, uh, Obama's a kid. Well, <laughs> I just picked her. And she thinks she can see a lot. Uh, she thinks she can see Russia. You know, if you look hard enough. Okay. Uh, more text here. I think the VP should be the loser of the presidential election. How about that? That's how it used to be. How about that? Vice President Trump right now. <laughs> or how about Vice President Clinton for President Trump. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Would that be better? I think Don as the VP might be better. Hiller's really, really close, though. Mm. And you probably could convince me either way. It's probably a good idea that they changed that when they did. Yes. VP's role is largely ceremonial, making it very difficult to evaluate them. There are more flies on Pence's head right now than Democrats in St. Cloud. Who cares? Well, I decided I cared. The vice president's here, and you're one heartbeat away from being the most powerful person on the planet. So, and we're doing a radio show. Yeah. Let's, yeah. you know, we got, we got segments to get through. You're the backup quarterback. Yeah. You know, you got to be good on the clipboard. You got to be good in the room, but on Sundays, it's not a whole lot to do. She, uh, Chad, I couldn't agree with you more about VP Harris. She's beyond disappointing VP and quite honestly disappointment to the DFL. Well, and only the DFL here, the Democrats. Uh, she's beyond embarrassing here. Try and speak gives me hives. Might be a little bit much. And a number of other. All right, well, you know, I think we summed it up. I think I think uh, if the vice president wants to call in, we'd have her on. Sure. And she'd give us that goofy laugh if we asked her any questions, I guess. She'd probably pound out a few talking points. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah she stays on the talking points. Speaking of uh, lines, <clears throat> I mentioned this the other day. Tell me the movie with the most memorable lines the movie you think of and it's not really one line you know it's not like make my day Mm -hmm. you know but a movie which for you when you think of it line after line after line comes back because to me and we're in agreement on this one movie is 
by far the leader. What do we want in a movie? We want entertainment. We want to laugh. We want drama. We want great writing. We want acting. We want to, uh, this visual pleasure. We want to remember the movie, right? Five minutes later, five hours later, five years later, we want to remember this movie to me, by far the most memorable lines. What do you got? I don't go to nearly any movies anymore. I watch them at home, and I, I used to be a 15-movie-year person. I'll get back into it, but now you can just see them so often on the couch. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to get back into it. But what do you have for a movie with the most memorable lines? Let me know. Call. Throw out a few of the lines. You can call in, spit them out. Let's go. That's even better than texting. 651-461-9226. Jason will join us in about 45 minutes. His regular appearance, Johnny Krasinski at 235. By then, the uh, trade deadline will have passed. The uh, D'Angelo Russell, Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley deal should be official by them. We'll see if any of the Wolves make any other moves. So Johnny K on the Wolves at uh, 235. Okay, Dave, tell everybody the movie, and I'm in agreement with you, with the most lines that we both think is the one where you remember the most. I mean, it's line after line after line after line. And by the way, dramas can be in this mix too. More difficult. But it's harder. Yeah. Much more difficult. I think there's movies that are close, but the undisputed king is Caddyshack. Yes. Not Caddyshack (laughs) 2. No. No, definitely not. (laughs) Caddyshack 2. And no, it's not close. Okay, it's not like, ah, again, it's like Godfather, Godfather 2. Seems like almost more, more people like Godfather 2. I like Godfather. I'll tell you what, Godfather might be number, the first Godfather, might be second on my list for lines that I remember. It's up the there. The most, right? But Caddyshack, for the main guys, Murray's got so many lines you remember. Mm-hmm. The loathsome chefs, Chevy, has got so many <laughs> you lines. You even have to admit. I even Chevy have to admit. was good in Caddyshack. I didn't say that. <laughs> I did not say that. I said he has many memorable lines. But as, as one who finds him detestable, he was essential to the movie. There's no <laughs> doubt. He was essential to the movie. Ted Knight? Yes. How many lines does Ted have? Incredible. How about Rodney? Mm-hmm. How many lines? <laughs> Free bowl of soup. I mean, yeah, the hat. The, <laughs> so good. So I, I just don't think it's close. And I don't know if you have another movie where it's just character after character after character where it's close to this. Now, we're getting some text here where we're getting a little bit of both where people are giving us lines. So I got that. We, we could have said the most famous line, but we're, we're saying the movie with the most memorable lines. The Jerk. Okay. I have not watched The Jerk in a long, long time. But 
made me laugh a lot. Can you remember the last time you watched The Jerk? A few years ago. There's a lot of good lines, but honestly, about half of that movie is a snooze fest to me. I wonder if it holds up. For you, obviously, it didn't. I, I remember laughing a lot at the beginning and at the end as he's leaving the house and taking everything with him. That's all I need. Just this this chair and this, yeah. you know. It's, 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 you know I, I repeat that quite often at home. That's all I need. But uh, a lot How about of the movie. The phone books are here. Yes. The phone books are here. <laughs> These cans are defective. Yes. You know, the whole thing. There's yes. a lot of good lines, but... Yeah, I didn't love the movie upon my most recent watching. Uh, avid listener says Scrooged. I I haven't watched Scrooge. That's the Bill Murray one, right? Yeah, I man, it's been fifteen years at least for me. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. That's way up there. It's my wheelhouse. That is your wheelhouse, mm-hmm. okay? Airplane. Sure, that's a great one. Animal House got to be top five. Right? For lines? It's not Caddyshack. Mm, I don't think it's top five. I think maybe at a time when it came out, it was. I think enough movies have So are you saying you're kind of talking like Adam Carter? Poo-pooing. Animal House. I like Animal House. You don't love Animal House? I don't love Animal House. Who hurt you? Nobody. I think I'm allowed to say it's a good movie, not... Not a lot. Tremendous. <laughs> I can say worse things about movies that people love. Blazing Saddles. That's it. That's up there. Big Lebowski. It's on my list. Yes. Christmas Vacation. Caddyshack. Step Brothers. Hangover. Blazing Saddles. That's one texter bringing it with quite a few. Me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> okay. Second Irene reference of the week. Mm-hmm. Name me another show in America with more Irene references than this many. show. A lot of guts on this show. Texters, when did we have the previous Irene reference this week on the show? We could do that for giveaways, right? If we had something to give away. If we had something to give away, we'd do it. But text, just text me along with a little. <laughs> when did it come up sometime this week? The name Irene. First correct answer, Chad will take you to Pebble Beach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> On the simulator. Uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. Spinal Tap is so good. I think, I think I need to watch Spinal Tap again. It's got to be a top ten god. That's one that there, there are scenes that made me howl laughing. Yes. Others, eh, didn't do it for me. But, I mean, the amp going to 11. Uh, <laughs> We are getting the winner. A lot of people paying attention. Rena, thank mm-hmm. you. Rena Sargenopoulos. First name, Irene. Then she dumped it. Yes. She legally she told her parents, dead to me. How do you feel about that if you're mom and dad? Bitter. Listen, mom, dad, I love you, but I hate my name. Yeah. So you really blew it on that one. Yeah. Wedding Crashers. Sure. Young Frankenstein. <laughs> Casablanca. This texture, Caddyshack, is undisputed. Few good men has some lines. The obvious Nicholson lines, but Cruz, Pollock, Bacon, they had good lines too. I love that Pollock, that his Nicholson impression was so good that they would use him instead of sometimes using 
Nicholson. He'd, he'd stand in on the scene, right? Yeah. yeah. Kevin Pollock. Seems like he should have had a greater career. Underrated? Right? For sure underrated. He had some, I mean, usual suspects. When I think of Kevin Pollock, I think of those two movies. Usual suspects and a few good men. My Cousin Vinny. I've never watched a second of My Cousin Vinny. Mm, I don't think I have either. Rocky. Life of Brian. Happy Gilmore. Blues Brothers. Let's get to Garrett here. Garrett, thanks for calling in. You're on uh, CCO. Yeah, um, I want to say Home Alone 1 and 2. That movie makes me laugh and, like, almost tear up. Like, that's so funny watching Marvin Harry get, like, pummeled with everything and knocked out of, knocked, like, burned off the rope and all that. It's funny. Thank you. I agree, but it's it's so much of it is the physical comedy, right? Sure. As opposed to the lines? I'm trying to make it. How, there's certainly some good there's lines. Some, there's yeah, some. There's memorable. I made my family disappear. Yeah. And, but it's more like stepping on a rake and, you know, Macaulay just setting them yeah. up for them to fail. Oh, you're really tearing into Joe Pesci on his birthday, I see. It's 80. How about that? Number 80. Do we have any Joe Pesci? Is there any music with Joe singing? <laughs> no. I don't know of any, but whenever uh, Bill Shatner has his next birthday, I'll dedicate a oh, day to him. All right, let's get you a few more uh, texts and phone calls. 651-461-9226. The movie with the most memorable lines. Chime in right here on CCO. Adjacent to pizza. I used to open a show with this song. I know you did. Yeah. Domino. There it is. <laughs> Not I, a lot of songs named Pizza Hut or Papa John. So it is Domino's, but you, you think close enough. Good enough for me. Listen, you're like, he makes me do these dumb lists. So Domino's close enough. You hey, know? It, it popped in my head, and I said, I know that song. That's a Chad Hartman song right there. <laughs> Boom. It's on the list. Mm. I, uh, I've been lucky enough to see Van four times. He's amazing. Two of those times, he lived up to his reputation as just a lout, <laughs> just calling out his band. The one time he did the worst was, I think I was at the uh, Orpheum. No, I was at Northrop. Had some good seats, and he... Screaming at somebody for coming in late. Really? Oh, not good. All right, back to the text here. The movie with the most lines, most memorable lines. Grumpy Old Men with Walter Matthau. I don't think that movie is that funny. I've never seen it. I think we're all mesmerized by it because it was shot here. Wait, it was? Yeah. Never heard of that. Bull Durham, which is the best baseball movie. True. A lot of good lines. Pulp. You could put a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies on the list. Put a lot. What? Uh, which one is your favorite? If you got to watch one Quentin movie, Inglorious Bastards. It's probably Pulp for me, but that's really Pulp a, is a close to. Yeah, I could. I'd, I'd flip it. Color Purple with Whoopi. Really? Very serious, good movie. Mm-hmm. Fridays, or Friday with Chris Tucker. He's a very funny man. He's in the, uh, I watched the preview today, 
the movie where Affleck and Damon are back together. The, the Nike Air Jordan movie. Yes. Yeah, saw that trailer too. Yeah, looks good. Mm-hmm. Looks good. It's got Bateman in it and uh, those two guys. It's in our wheelhouse because we like sports. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. I think it's just the, the, the I think it's a great movie. I think it still holds up. It's just the fake orgasm scene, all right? <laughs> I mean, it's great. I'll have what, what she's, what she's having. having yeah. And you know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Rob Reiner's mom. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's Rob Reiner's mom. Um, but it's just, it's a great movie. But are there other lines? I don't think. I don't know. I can't think of any. Yeah. Ghostbusters. I've told you this before. I think Ghostbusters is fine. I don't think it's as great as I'm most with people. You. It's okay. Yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Sandlot. I've tried to watch Sandlot. I don't. I don't know. Ah, came out when I was a kid, so I loved it. Yeah. Anchorman. <laughs> That's on the list. What else you got in your list? Well, let's see. Goodfellas. I think you put on that list. Oh yeah. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I was just literally going to say that. Uh, Princess Bride, we had somebody call in. Yep. I used two of those lines repeatedly in my house to annoy my family. Uh, I mean, you have to put Star Wars on the list. My buddy Rob says Glenn, Gary, Glenn Ross. Coffee's for closers. It is. And then it's the F word. <laughs> That's true. If you credit is, that movie with the F word, everyone is, who uses it. Is that the leader? For a for a prominent Ooh. popular movie, I, it's got to be near the top of the list. Linda's construction time check. It's time for us to go this hour. Time to invest in LeafGuard gutters before the rains come in the spring.